0: Start with Clark and Alyssa. Hmm. Never let me go, Alyssa. Never let me go.
1: Yeah. Never. I keep, mean, keep
0: holding on, Alyssa.
1: I mean, I think I need a new carer. <laughs>
0: Ooh, Ooh, awkward. awkward. Hmm. <laughs> speaking of awkward, this whole last half—that was—that was quite the segue. Uh, this whole last <laughs> excellent work, stuck thing, the landing, really nailed it. <laughs> Uh, there's some there's some real weird stuff in this last part. Oh boy, I don't even I don't even know where to start. I,
1: this this last part. This last of part never let me go. By oh By yeah. Kazuo Ishiguro. Yeah. The last part meaning part three meaning if you haven't heard the other two episodes or read the book, to push pause and go do the thing. Yeah. Spoiler. And word. then come back because all the spoilers. This is word struck. Thank you.
0: Struck by words. <laughs> <laughs> well, i don't,
1: i know where to start
0: I, I like that we have an exposition bot here in the studio too <laughs> not just in the books that we read but it's, live in the studio
1: i mean there th- most people out there have read harry potter everyone except <laughs> for you in the world has read harry potter clark this is true. not everybody in the world except for you has read never let me go in fact mm. you are among mm. the small number of people who have read never let me go now
0: it's a small group
1: i, I mean it, eh. much smaller than the people who have read harry potter
0: yeah that's i would bet very true speaking of harry potter okay so i know we're talking about part three of never let me go by Kazuo Ishiguro. i get that <laughs> hello <okay>. exposition clark <laughs> but i do need to mention one thing that Alyssa got for christmas
1: no? it's wonderful Mm-mm. it oh, was like oh oh <laughs> but i was drinking tea i'm I thought you're sorry like, no
0: and i'm like our our little secret i guess no. um <laughs> <laughs> so do you do you, it was a few weeks ago, but still, do you want to tell the listeners what you received for Christmas? Yeah, uh,
1: one, uh, one of our listeners and one of my very good friends, um, Brenna, uh, commissioned an artwork for me for Christmas. Yeah. F- she went to one of her friends, who is an incredible uh, digital artist, and she made a word-struck... D- uh, the words, I'm struggling. It's, it's I'm me struggling. and Alyssa,
0: and we are so in our cool Hogwarts looking, and we're robes. in our Hogwarts robes, and we have our Patronuses in like a puff of smoke trailing. by guys, people, it's listeners, guys. It is so cool. Thank I, you.
1: I did cry. That happened. It was a very thoughtful, lovely gift, and I'm don't even know where to display it so that the world can see it because the world should see it even though like the tiny part of me is is like this is slightly narcissistic that (laughs) i'm displaying this thing that is a rendering of me but i don't care i don't care because it's so beautiful it's so So. cool
0: that's the first time we've gotten like it's not fan art but i'm calling it fan art
1: (laughs) it's it's friend fan art it's
0: it's so neat and um you can find it and uh i
1: yeah i put it on my personal instagram and i tagged wordstruck so you yeah. can you can see it on our
0: at wordstruck pod thank you so much listener and friend brenna okay sorry that's my harry potter related thing <laughs> on to part three want to tell me a little bit about uh, part three
1: Yes, uh, just a little bit now. A little bit. Don't, I, I don't need very much. Pared down so much more because we're <laughs> going to talk about all the other things. Okay. Um. So, uh, in part three, after years, Kathy becomes Ruth's carer, and Ruth apologizes to Tommy and Kathy for keeping them apart and tells them that they should try for a deferral. And then after that, Ruth completes, and Kathy becomes Tommy's carer, and they find Madame and Miss Emily. And learn that deferrals aren't real. Mm. Tommy completes, and Kathy continues to go where she's supposed to.
0: Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Good old Ruth, trying to control people, even on her deathbed. Using your deathbed wish to try and like push people to do stuff is a. Uh...
1: Do you think that's what it was?
0: No, no. I just I wanna. Mean... I just wanna keep. Uh,
1: you just want to keep hating on Ruth. I just
0: want Hating, that's the word. Yeah, I just want to keep hating on Ruth. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. Do you, do you want to start there? Or do you want to zoom out for a bit and talk about where we found ourselves and kind of the general, you know... I mean, I think you're ready to years. hate on
1: Ruth. Okay, okay.
0: Let's talk about Ruth. Um...
1: So Kathy finds herself, she she hears some rumors that Ruth had a really bad first donation. Yeah, which is really uncommon. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sort of interesting. It's an interesting part of Ruth's character. Ruth, who has always uh, worked so hard to make herself a much bigger myth mm-hmm. than she actually was. Mm-hmm. And then to see in practical application, she's fell very she's short. not very sturdy of a donor. Oh yeah. And I don't know I I wonder how much of that had to do with the psychological turmoil that she was putting herself through clearly of I kept these two people apart and I want to make it my last wish to put these two people back together again and try to rectify this thing that Yeah, yeah. I've been a wedge for my entire life. Girls got
0: baggage for sure. She does
1: and that psychological turmoil can um hey clark okay sorry
0: <laughs> i just uh i thought Alyssa's foot was my cat <laughs> for a split second okay um, wow I need um, a bigger table <laughs> go on sorry uh, ruth um <clears throat> she's laughing too hard okay so i think ruth could be a shining example not only do these donors have souls but they can have like mental problems like they have all the same downfalls like they are human like it's not even it's not even close like so i don't i don't know
1: yeah i mean it's clearly if if you're if you're not in a great mental state that Mm. can affect your physiological recovery and we see evidence of that in ruth that she doesn't bounce back and and it affects your physicality completes i think after three
0: i think so um
1: three donations which isn't the way things are supposed to go although you have to wonder like what parts are they taking out that they can do it four times
0: yeah i was thinking okay so you can do
1: and like why aren't they all at one go What, like, is there some benefit in waiting that something will grow longer? Or is it like several different bone marrow transplants and so the more you do it? We found
0: hints of this in the very last few pages of this where they talk about how... (laughs) Ever so casually, like everything in this book, uh, where it's just, oh yeah, we should probably mention that you might not die after your fourth donation, and you might be kept in a half-alive state as they continue to remove things. Yeah, that's as horrifying. You're... Yeah, I'm like, oh, that's nice of you that's to drop that in there. That's they don't
1: say die. It's not just some PC
0: Yeah, I mean, it's that too, but... Term. Completed. Yeah, it's it's nice of the author to remember to mention that. I'm glad he didn't just forget, you know, <laughs> to mention, I, you know, like you mentioned, forgot to mention they were clones and all
1: that. He did not forget to mention that. Mm, she, so.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a little <laughs> bit feisty. I'm a little bit feisty. Let's talk about, let's talk about Hailsham. Before I really... I, I want to get riled up towards the end. Not right at the
1: beginning. <laughs> I think we should be consistently riled. Consistently <laughs> like... riled.
0: No oh, nice. no, no
1: peace and valleys in this. Just, That's just what... a lot of energy.
0: I, I should rename my podcast with Riley. <laughs> consistently riled. <laughs> oh, no. It's great.
1: <laughs> Veto that. Um, so, yeah. So, we learn from Kathy and the rumor mill that Hailsham is closed. Yeah. Yep. And... we've we've seen Kathy's relationship to Hilsham throughout this whole story where she keeps coming back to it. Yeah. And she doesn't really spend a lot of time coming back to it in this part. I feel like this part is pretty well focused on... Yeah. ...on time as a carer and her yeah. immediate interactions there's a whole lot of dialogue when we get to miss emily and madame oh, but um yeah. so
0: it's, it's literally like a different book
1: yeah it's it's the, the last, writing style is entirely different
0: yeah the last 20 pages feel like it's just a completely different book
1: but the one way that H- hailsham is a part of this this particular part is is kathy's driving around and she's driving a around alone mm-hmm. which did you anticipate that, that they would give her a car and just no. give her places to be and you're you have you're free to go where you need to go? And
0: So I I do want to get into this a little bit later because, uh, it, okay, honestly, I just finished reading this like tonight. Okay. Like at like seven o'clock. So
1: real well digested.
0: Yeah. I left it so I only had like those last 20. Once I saw that things were starting to turn and we were about to get a big reveal and like all that, I... I put it away for the night and I'm like I'm going to come at this fresh and I'm going to make sure that this is all I like I didn't just want it to like be piled on to the rest of my reading session I wanted to look at that like at by itself and I mm, 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 mm. yeah she has a lot of freedom and uh there's so many things that she could do with it to make the world a better place
1: but she window shops for lamps that look like the one that she has at home
0: yeah that's really sad. It's really a sad existence. They've brainwashed these people so intensely. I just mm, mm, I just want to see an uprising. I just want to see facilities getting blown up. I want to see it,
1: yeah.
0: I want to see a revolution, Alyssa. I want to see I want blood in the streets, Alyssa.
1: <laughs> you want you want to go back to a world where cancer isn't curable?
0: Yeah, if this is the price, yeah. Absolutely. You don't what? Curing cancer, sacrificing someone else to cure cancer is saying that these people are worth less than these people. Mm -hmm. We can kill these people to make these people better. Yeah, absolutely. No. You die. You get cancer, you die. If if you can just say, like, well, I can afford it, so I'm going to kill someone else so I don't die. Like, no. No, you die. That's your problem. Don't make it somebody else's. And it's not even your problem. It's just life. Sometimes you die. Sometimes you get cancer. Like, you can't put that on someone else. (laughs) Like... Mm. No, I want it to go. Yeah, yeah. I want all those people who had someone sacrificed on their behalf to die of cancer instead. That is absolutely what I want. And I want everyone partial, like everyone that helped with this whole system and establishing this whole system to get like seriously justice on, not necessarily justice on on, like so hard. (laughs) I want, I want Nuremberg trials. I want Schindler's list. I want all of it. I really do. Yeah, and and the mean, fact that Kathy just kind of keeps this little secret to herself and just kind of keeps living her little life and looking at the fences. I'm like, dude, forget you. You've you've been let in on this incredibly important truth about this terrible world and you're looking at garbage and fences. Well, forget you. Like, You're part of the problem. You're complacent. You're just going to let it happen and just, well, at least the time in Hailsham was nice. No, screw you. Do something. If you're not helping, you're hurting. And like... All of this is projecting too, because obviously, <laughs> there are so many things in my life that benefit from child labor or unsafe labor conditions in Bangladesh, for my clothing, my phone, obviously Foxconn, China, all that. So I, I completely realize that this is meant to, this is meant to evoke this reaction, and this is meant to do this as a way of being like, wait. But in a way,
1: like how, Isn't this happening now? How many ways am I complacent in exactly. my world?
0: Exactly. So I I rant with full awareness that this is just as much about me and my shortcomings and my the fact that I like just started recycling cans like a week ago, <laughs> and yet somehow I I'm sitting up here like I'm somehow some like moral high ground above all these people that yeah so <clears throat> but. I think the book got the reaction it wanted out of me. And I think the author got the reaction that he wanted out of me. And that I was just really, really upset. And annoyed and wishing that it could be different and saying, well, if I was there, oh, ooh, I'd be doing something different. So maybe it's a little early for that much passion. How about Hail show? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, you keep trying to come back to Hailsham, which I, I'm not even I know, sure I we know. care about this no, at this point. But um
0: But but what did you still get this reaction the second time around? Were you still upset? I mean, knowing I, the spoiler, then you got to like see everybody live through it knowing the truth behind everything? Like
1: I actually this time around was much more frustrated with Miss Emily and Madame.
0: Oh, they're terrible.
1: I was I mean frustrated with them before like the first time that I read it, but it it felt much more acute this time around. Because something that they could so easily have done if they had cared, if they believed in this thing, Mm. is like they could have started an underground railroad. Yeah. With Hailsham Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Like it, well, it, not easily. <laughs> it I'm would have not, been
0: very difficult, and they would have been putting their lives. At I risk. am
1: not convinced that that Hailsham was super bugged. Like the the way their society is complacent, mm-hmm, I think that mm-hmm. they could have done a lot of damage to this system.
0: Yes, absolutely,
1: from the inside. But the the thing, the, I guess, the thing that I really want to talk about right now is Miss Emily and Madame and their. Um, the thing that really struck me was like madame's she says it so many times like you poor creatures yep and it just something about that
0: it it was like
1: it's like someone rescued a a horse Mm -hmm. and then decided to race it and then the racing conditions are not that great for this Mm -hmm. horse. And you're just going to have pity on the horse, but you're not going to take the horse out of commission because it's winning. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's not, they do not view these kids as people, even though they do have this mission. they, They collect their art as if to like, look to see if they have souls.
0: They know they have souls. They're trying to tell other people.
1: But if I think if they did know they had souls, they wouldn't call
0: them creatures, <laughs> they
1: wouldn't call them creatures. They would have yeah. done something like they did something, but they didn't like at the end of the day, like you see Miss Emily in a wheelchair, mm-hmm. and that to me was really interesting. Where, um, I, th- th- for a country that like harvests complete humans mm-hmm. for the health of the few. Mm-hmm. i don't understand why there are so many people in wheelchairs i i just don't and I, it was
0: you that pointed out there are an awful lot of people in wheelchairs
1: yeah and i didn't notice it the first time around really that and so this time it, it just felt i was more aware of it and there was uh, another a couple of references before before we get to miss emily of people in wheelchairs and i don't know how many of those people are donors or how many of them are are apparently like Miss Emily, who we never learn what's wrong with her. Yeah. But she's an older woman in a wheelchair.
0: Yeah, yeah. In a
1: apparently perfect world where people <laughs> can just, you know, exchange whatever organ for a new one. Yeah,
0: like, but you can't exchange new thigh muscles very well. No,
1: I mean, I, th- th- this is some pretty advanced medicine if they're cloning whole humans.
0: No, we've been able to... We, we could have cloned humans by then by the 70s yeah We're, yeah but we don't well yeah because of like the geneva it's, convention yeah <laughs> like, but it, there are definitely countries that probably have so to think there aren't human clones out there like eh. <laughs> anyway go I, on. I just
1: i i think that the, the medicine is pretty advanced for and then at the end of the day yeah. she's she's over here saying like there's nothing like there's nothing i can do for you can't do anything yep Tough it's luck, just kid. like we i don't, tried. like that to me was the most abhorrent move in this like where you have yeah. two people begging you to do something to help them and you are more concerned about your upstairs cabinet
0: yep way more concerned <laughs> like significantly more concerned about your upstairs cabinet which is nice and old and whatever but you're broke but i mean you can hire them moving company and yeah, have a nice big house. So and...
1: <laughs> so they to me were the most important people in this system. Yeah, Kathy is frustrating but I don't I, I'm not as frustrated by her mm-hmm. because it's a lot harder to be the first person in a brainwashed society. Like she only just learned yeah. what this world actually is. And she's known, she's been told and not told her entire life and here it is again where she's told and not told This is the scenario. Yeah. We've been playing these weird mind games where we take your art and don't tell you why. And we know that these rumors exist and like all this stuff. And we're just we're not gonna bother to engage with it because you don't need to know. Because at the end of the day, you're you're a sack of organs. Yeah. And that's it's (sighs) it's just really hard to be the first person to see that and then actually decide to mobilize. And we and and then on top of that like why would she? What's she fighting for? The two people <laughs> who she loves? Yeah. Died.
0: I hmm. Okay, so you've seen the movie Garden State, right?
1: Long time ago, but yeah, yes. Yeah,
0: long time ago and it's kind of one of these cliche. It's like Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind where it's like people used to think they were, like, enlightened because they've seen Garden State and they get it. And, like, it, it's it's just one of those movies that people put a lot of their identity in. Um, and I fell into that camp for a while. But um, there's, like, a scene where they're, like, it's, it's Zach Braff and what, who is that, Natalie
1: Portman? Natalie Portman.
0: Jeez. And they're, like, standing in the rain in this junkyard where this guy's really eccentric friend lives. And, like, they go out on this ledge... Or maybe it's on top of some machine or something. It's
1: like on a pile of garbage or yeah, something. Yeah, something yeah. like
0: that. And they're standing over this this just giant junkyard pit, and it's just pouring rain. And Zach Braff, who's been feeling depressed and and just doped up on medicine, out of his mind, just just like gets a chance to just yell and yell. And I think she yells with him. I could be wrong. Um, I think so too. I think, think so. she starts. I think she starts and he joins joins. because she's the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Gotcha.
1: Okay. The first, I think. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Probably pretty close. The original, yeah. Uh, I wanted that to happen when Tommy was freaking out in the rain and the mud and the cow stuff because I wanted to see Kathy feel something because, yeah, sure, Kathy's felt upset about things or hurt about things, but so many of the things that she's been really worked up about were just petty. We're just her mind running into itself and running into itself and her like impeccable memory, which she has a very good memory just running into itself and and it's just driving her crazy, which is a valid thing to be upset about. I get that, but I really wanted to see her like upset over something bigger than halesham bigger than herself something societal something huge like tommy was i wanted to see her let go and be i don't know full
1: see i think i think the moment like i think that moment on the hill wasn't her Breakdown necessarily. I think the moment that the moments that are the hardest for her Mm -hmm. are when Tommy starts letting go.
0: And like that, that's when I
1: see the most frustration in in her words is when he starts telling her that that she doesn't understand because she's not a donor, and he starts relating to the other donors. Yeah. more than her and talking more to her more more to them than than he does to her still, and uh,
0: still small <sighs> small minds talk about people big minds talk about places and things great minds talk about ideas she never thinks about ideas or I'm talks not about sure ideas. she cares exactly she doesn't care about which that which makes her so boring and such not that's why like yeah Madame and Miss Emily yeah they're at least they're interesting. At least they have done things in their lives and have been conflicted and have all this stuff like they've at least fought for something. What has Kathy done? I just don't get it. What has she done? She's like been a good carer. Okay. I just don't get it. I don't get it. She's not a sympathetic character. Tommy's way more interesting. Ruth is way more interesting. I'm I'm really worked up. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to understand the point that you're making. What don't you get?
0: Why should I care about Kathy? What has she done? Because, why does why does she matter?
1: Because Kathy is representative of an entire an entire population. Oh boy. Like you have the Tommies who Tommy never bought in. Yeah. And like there there's the question at one point of did he know something before everyone else did?
0: I love that he was so cracked up at the idea of that. Tommy's my boy, dude. I Tommy's great. I think he's so fun. I just love it. I see a lot of myself in Tommy. And maybe that's why I'm more sympathetic to, to him. Because oh, he gets worked up. And he gets... Ah, he, he gets cares. He gets the injustice. And he's obsessive.
1: And Ruth is interesting because she... She's not one to fight the system. Mm. She's one... Like she's sort of positioned herself as the people's champion without doing anything. And so yeah. that really interesting moment in the car in this in this scene when oh, when where? Tommy yeah, and Kathy yeah.
0: Oh yeah So they're yeah. sitting
1: there in the car. You have Tommy and you have Kathy and you're a- they're asking Ruth, why didn't you try this? Why didn't you? Why didn't you? And it's yeah. it's kind of has a, a kind of prodding joking tone uh, to it
0: the first but it the first sharpens time, but not after so, the second page so quickly yeah. and and it's
1: yeah. i don't i i think that's like kathy's sitting there saying i didn't want to be the leader like mm. i was a follower from the beginning yep. i mucked your fake horses stables
0: <laughs> that is not much <laughs> dignity there yeah and,
1: and I let you have the dude I loved for many years. Yeah. And I I didn't get in the way at all because you acted like the queen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you didn't do anything to take care of the people who you claimed to lord all this power over. Yeah, Why didn't yeah. you do it? Which is an unfair demand of Ruth, I think, because clearly everything that Ruth... Uh, that Kathy had of Ruth. Oh, okay, yeah. Because clearly ruth was just posturing for so much of that and and kathy just i i I don't really believe that kathy bought it but then at the same time yeah why like i don't know if she wanted ruth to crack and just admit like i was entirely powerless and i was just trying to like gain some shred of importance in this system that was gonna harvest every part of me
0: i don't i don't know it feels to me like kathy's trying to pass the buck why didn't why didn't you make the right decisions so I could follow you in those right decisions? Like why didn't you? Oh man, if only you had done it, maybe I would have done it. If you had just done this, then I would have done what I wanted to do. It's like, well, too bad.
1: I think another another aspect of what Kathy's experiencing though is you know, she's been a carer for 12 years and no one can even really understand yeah how she's done that. Like yeah. how many people has she watched die? And she's still and I mean, that that that's a double edged sword sword. You have, yeah. you know, the, the end that says, like, you've watched how many people die and you're not enraged yet. But there's the other edge of I don't know how to fix this and I can take care of these people and treat them like humans.
0: Yeah. I don't know. It, it also seems like she lives in a constant state between like four and six on a scale of ten out of like happiness and what you do with your life. Like never goes lower than four, never goes higher than six and just kind of exists within that space. So yeah, even as sad as she gets, it's still just a, just a four. Like she, she never really bottomed out until like Tommy and Ruth, but like those other lives, eh, I'm sure she was bummed out, but she doesn't seem like the type that would lose actual sleep over it.
1: Well, she, she, does lose a lot of sleep because of Tommy though because of trying to get a deferral trying to break Mm. the system she like gives every second that she can to driving to a weird little town on the coast that Mm -hmm. she has no reason to be in to in in hopes of figuring out all this information so that she and Tommy can go and get this deferral
0: Though I don't I think saying break the system gives it way too much credit if there's a formal system in place and they're going to ask permission from people to get it, like that's not breaking the system. Breaking the system is driving to another town and like eloping. That's breaking the system. She's playing within the rules. She's going way out of her way to play exactly by the rules she thinks exist in my mind. Yeah, yeah. sure, it's it's unorthodox, but she's asking permission. Yeah it's like elope elope run away they don't have a bug on you run away get married live your life if they come for you you're gonna die anyway (laughs) like okay at least you tried
1: i wonder how much they could have done that though with with tommy with tommy who's given three donations already yeah like how mobile is he
0: this should have happened a long time ago but it didn't he was healthier than ruth that's for sure when they went to the boat can we talk about
1: the boat we can talk about the boat. So Ruth hears about it, and she sort of suggests to Kathy, like, hey, let's do this thing. <laughs> and then Kathy's over here like, well, I mean, it's kind of over by where Tommy is. Do you want to go <laughs> pick up Tommy? Uh huh. And Ruth's like, well, I didn't, like, it wasn't my goal, but, like, that would probably be nice. And they're all very coy about the fact that basically this is an excuse to see Tommy for both of us. I
0: kind of liked that interaction, not going to lie. <laughs> I, I definitely didn't hate that.
1: And so they go and they pick up Tommy and they go on another road trip, second road trip of the book.
0: I liked this one more.
1: Me too. Yeah. I mean, it's more peaceful in a lot of ways.
0: More peaceful. I cared more about the characters. Felt like there was more. I. It didn't have the one hour with Tommy, but we got a whole lot of her and Tommy after mm-hmm. that. So whatever.
1: And. And and this is this is the. the so they go to see this boat. Mm-hmm. They they go and they park and they have to walk and Kathy pushes them like really far to the point that like she's has to like yank her feet out of the mud as yeah. she's walking toward this beached boat and Ruth and Tommy are way behind her and she's finally like okay we have to stop here guys <laughs> and they're like yeah we gave up yeah they're like no like, no fifty kidding. feet behind you <laughs> like it sounds
0: like a couple miles it does it was not right off the road it sounds no. like they really hiked
1: it's they had to I mean they they had to. Uh, get around a barbed wire, barbed wire fence. Mm. Hashtag fence watch. Oh no, it happened. <laughs> it happened.
0: <laughs> that is a that is a section in our notes now. Hashtag fence
1: watch. It's real.
0: And there are like five entries here. So that's really that's, something.
1: There's only one of them that's not a true fence in there. All the rest of them are literal, like the word fence was used in what the book. What is that? A okay. gate. There was a gate at one point. And I'm like, I think that might be... I wrote it down early because I was like, "Maybe this fits," and then I had better entries after that of okay. literal fences. <laughs> anyway, okay. not the point right yes. now. Okay. Um, right now, we're talking about the beach boat, which beached
0: boat. Yeah,
1: it's kind of a weird thing to go see. Yeah,
0: it's kind of weird. It's uh, I I feel like you'd get there and be like, "Huh? Yep." <laughs> sure is.
1: Which is kind of what they did. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. you get the symbolism, right? Do I? Do you? I don't. Do you want Do you want me to tell you what I my take? From yeah, it, yeah. From the pretentious lit, lit major.
0: Yeah, I have a really hard time being it. like, "Man, eh, this was a convenient excuse for them to leave and have this adventure."
1: No, I mean, the, there's a reason it's a beached boat over a mountain or a bird or sure, yeah, let's something. Hear it. Yeah, it, I mean, uh, what what's a boat supposed to be doing? Sailing. And it's beached.
0: Uh, well, okay, yeah, it's a it's, little.
1: We're we're gonna look at this thing that has, <laughs> is in no way living up to its potential. Uh, a little
0: heavy-handed. Yeah. Now that you mention it. Did
1: you not see that before? <laughs> I just
0: didn't care, dude. I just wanted to figure out what was going on in this universe. It's really hard, really hard when they put the most interesting stuff, like literally, just kind of like as an afterthought in the last twenty pages. Oh yeah, you don't always die. Sometimes they just keep you alive. Oh, oh I yeah, I so disagree that
1: that's the most interesting part.
0: With the 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 reveal.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah. To be perfect, this
0: none of this book would matter if it weren't for the last twenty pages. Maybe that's really harsh, but like, yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> besides okay. that, it's
0: just a it's just a strange girl telling a story way out of order, completely unreliably.
1: God, you're so.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: I don't. I don't I even know feisty. the word for for this. But I know. I don't appreciate. You're so it. utilitarian. That's. And we're gonna go with that. Mm. Where. So I take a lot of issue with this part. Actually, I think that is really poorly written.
0: What do you mean? This part.
1: The whole part three.
0: Oh. Okay. Sure. The whole of part three. Interesting. I think. Okay. Yeah.
1: I think particularly the part with Miss Emily and Madame. where oh, You get there, yeah. and it just feels like. Kazuo Ishiguro was like this is the system mm-hmm. I need to get it on paper somehow yeah most people and would
0: put little clues throughout the book and it. gradually like, reveal more you information. can feel
1: like he was dreading writing this yeah he put it off 230 pages and and then when he does it it's a it's a yeah. exposition bot yeah. information dump with not a lot of analysis, it's block quotes. It's huge yeah, quotes. Yeah, yeah. And whenever it, it it feels like it feels like like in the oh my gosh cat. <laughs> Just like she pop, up there again. She popped her head out and it scared the crap out of me.
0: <laughs> That's her new trick. It's it's got really good reactions so far. <laughs> I think she really likes it.
1: Oh my gosh. Anyway, she's up there. Um. <coughs> So this, this part where, where you have, like, someone gives a page and a half paragraph explaining this system. And then Kathy goes, but wait, Miss Emily, what about this thing? <laughs> and then a page and a half paragraph explaining that thing.
0: And then we get Miss Tommy. Emily,
1: you mean to say this? Page and a half paragraph. Like, it's... <laughs> it's Kathy is not intellectually interacting with this it's no. and, and and a lot of that is how the information is presented to her but i'm not sure i needed to sit there in the room while that was happening like no no i think if that had been told in the way of the rest of the book it would have been more interesting Probably, it probably would have driven you bonkers well but i think have, it would have been more interesting i think it
0: would have taken 100 pages
1: and I think it might have been worth it. I
0: think maybe. And yeah. it just, all, all <laughs> of it... I kind of have to agree with you there. It yeah.
1: felt like he sat down to write this part and he was like, here are the prompts that I have to mm-hmm. fill out this mm-hmm. and I'm going to just give Miss Emily and Madame like block quotes to explain them. And then no one bothered to edit it. <laughs> and, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. And and I remember the first time reading this, I, I thought a similar thing that... Uh, the book was going so strong for me. Hmm. And then we get like halfway through part three and I'm like, Oh, that that's it. That's all that this is yeah. going to be. Yeah. Okay. And I, I guess, I guess I get the feeling of like, I kind of wanted to see a great escape. Yeah. I, I've, I've heard some interviews with the author since since seeing the film, actually. Okay. Where he he went into why there is no great escape.
0: Okay. I'd have to look into that. Yeah. Because he gave us nothing to work with in the book itself.
1: Well, he he said he, he was never really interested in, in people who broke out of the system. <laughs> He's way more interested in the people who allow the system to continue.
0: He's way more interested in rhubarb patches. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: Which I, I think is... That's a fair analysis. We have a lot of, like, great crusades and, and epic escapes. I
0: mean, we have enough Hunger Games to last us a very long time.
1: And this easily could have been a Hunger Games. Yeah. And it's yep. not. It reads so very differently from that.
0: It's like the prelude to a Hunger Games, if written by someone far more philosophical. Um, yeah.
1: And and it works for me for the most part. But then the exposition bots at the end just kind of tank it for me. Which yeah. was... My one reservation of picking this book was I remember it fell flat in the end for me. So just, much of the buildup was great for me. And it sounds like it's the other way around for you. So that's interesting to me. Well, in the sense of
0: like this whole book, it, it's clear that we're not that we're being told and not told, but we're only being told and not told just a tiny amount of things. We're mostly being not told like very mostly not told we're being told some things, but it's like when, (laughs) yeah, sure. Like I kind of guessed at the clone thing and I kind of, we, we essentially figured out the twist by the end of part two. Like we had talked around enough things that like, I can comfortably say we, we got there. We got there of like, yep, they're clones probably for organs. It's probably this whole thing. Maybe the art is to show people that they have a soul. Like I think, maybe I'm wrong here. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think we nailed all those talking points. Mm-hmm. Like naturally, without you leading me to them.
1: I think I I said the they have a soul. Okay. The, yeah. The, yeah. The soul thing. I, I think in part one. I think we talked about it. Okay. And I said that. And I and and that was with my little prelude of well, <laughs> I don't really remember how this all shakes out. Because Could I, I couldn't. I remember that mm. there was a twist, and that twist was they go to see madame and Mm -hmm, miss emily mm -hmm. is there i didn't remember that oh both times that i read this i definitely wondered if madame was blind
0: because of the way
1: that her house is set up and like (laughs) they go in and it's all dark
0: (laughs) yeah and she's like not
1: really explicitly making eye contact and she's looking beyond them and there's art on the wall which made me like okay well if she's (laughs) blind why does she have art on the wall maybe she's married uh, Maybe someone told her it there was There nice. was a dude upstairs, and so I'm like, yeah, well, maybe it's the dude who has the art on the wall, but why does he care about Hailsham? Who yeah, is he?
0: George don't care. <sighs> mm. But, like,
1: I both times, I, I remember now, the first time I was like, is she blind? Is that the, like, what a weird twist, that she collects art, but she can't <laughs> see it. That's <laughs> like, what this has
0: all been leading up to. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> um, the, the one fence and light combo that i don't know if you noticed um Mm -hmm. when when kathy pulls over on the side of the road and tommy gets out and he like runs into a field and hops a fence and goes and screams and kathy garden state moment yep kathy runs after him through this massive thick bush Mm. and then Climbs over a fence and then suddenly she's in a much lighter area and the moon's out and she can see him. And and right before that, it's just it's dark and it's tight and it's Mm -hmm, compressed mm -hmm. and there's just it was a really kind of confusing image where I was like, why would it be so dark on one side of the fence and then so light on the other? And I was like, yeah, because it's symbolic. (laughs) 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 Because that's physics. Don't need to work here necessarily. (laughs) Science doesn't have to work here. It's, it's painting a picture of Tommy's over here in this clearing and, you can see everything for what it is and you had to fight through all this darkness to get there. Yep. And the thing that you can actually see is so frustrating and it's ex- an excruciating and all you can do is hold on to each other and hope yeah. that you don't blow away.
0: Mm. Well, when you say it like that.
1: So that's an actual like fence, the yeah. word fence and yeah. light, moonlight hmm. combo. Mm-hmm. And then you've also got the, uh, the light on the fence outside Norfolk
0: gonna have a very long hashtag by the end of this
1: hashtag fence watch
0: <laughs> hashtag light fence, <laughs> light fence light. Watch. never let me go word struck
1: hashtag light notes <laughs> hmm. um,
0: mm-hmm. so there's that there's mm-hmm.
1: also the barbed wire fence on the way to the boat that ruth gets really freaked out about crossing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that's I think that's really interesting where right? you know the fences in this book are either to keep them in mm-hmm. or to keep other things out and <laughs> yep <laughs> uh, and and to to protect them or to protect others from them mm-hmm. like it's it's not always one way I think um yeah so you so you've got this barbed wire fence on the way to the boat and Kathy's fine with it and Tommy's fine with it and Ruth freaks out and she, she just can't, doesn't believe that they should do the thing, which I think is also that that sort of sets up the same, you know, Ruth's the most defiant in words of them. But when it comes to actually, you know, squeezing through a barbed mm-hmm. wire fence, like that's not a thing that we should do. Yeah. Like she, yeah. she plays by the rules just like the rest of them. Yeah. And then yep. and then on the way back through that barbed wire fence after visiting the boat, she walks through it like it's nothing. She goes back to her captivity like it's nothing. Yep. And
0: So what we're saying is Tommy is the best character. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Tommy's the best character. Um, that is, that's interesting when you phrase it that way. She went, she was comfortable the other way because she was going back to the comfortable thing. Okay. I thought that maybe somehow seeing the boat had like, changed her, you know and then she had decided yep I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna tell him and that's why she was like and she felt a little bit better because she had done it so she knew it was possible but I think, I think you're you're closer.
1: I I think there is an element of I've done this and so it's not as scary.
0: But I think you're really on to something. But it's also like
1: crossing over a barbed wire fence when you don't really have all the information. Like, are we trespassing? Are we going to get in trouble? Mm -hmm. We're getting off of the land. Like, I've been that person. I've been that person who's trespassed. And as soon as we get, like, have an opportunity to leave, like sweet, I'm going to be the first one to climb the fence because get me out of this place that <laughs> might not be where we should be.
0: Yep, You're and are running and out of the basement in case those monsters are following you. That
1: whole, that second pass through the fence is followed up in the car by by Ruth saying like, like donations are what we're supposed to do, yeah.
0: right? Yeah, yeah,
1: which is like, eh, well, it's according to the people who cloned you, but <laughs> yeah, you're a like, person with a soul. So don't let them call the shots, honey.
0: <laughs> it's weird how, I don't know. It, it. It's hard to think of how privileged I am when it comes to philosophy and having opportunities and people around me to talk about what I am, why I'm here, what's my purpose to have opportunities to really think about that and develop language around it and to have, Resources that I can attach myself to and and learn from and really blossom from that. And these kids did not have access. Well, they had access to literature.
1: They had access to some literature, but I don't know how much they were actually encouraged to engage with the philosophy of it. Because there were things like, Kathy wrote about Victorian literature. Mm
0: -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which is...
1: Like, it's... And I guess that if, if we want to talk about confines, like holy <laughs> buckets, there are so many social constructs there that women had to abide by. Yeah. Like that just reinforces it. You know, and they talked about World War Two.
0: Yeah. But
1: I don't know. I don't know. We didn't get, get an actual glimpse into what history class was like. And we, yeah. I didn't get the sense that they had great history class. A lot. No. So much of it was <laughs> we're going to equip you to buy in. And so if we educate you and yeah. give you materials of revolutionaries, it, we're going to breed revolutionaries. Yeah. So no.
0: That's why they kept it just a, a Montessori. Like, you'll learn life skills. You will learn creative stuff. And uh, that's all you need to know.
1: Play some soccer. Play some <laughs> soccer.
0: Stay healthy. Keep those lungs pumping.
1: Get you to the doctor every week to make sure you're... You're developing the way you should.
0: Yeah. Real creepy. Uh, so
1: the the, uh, the next fence is this wire mesh fence on the walking Kingsfield with Tommy after Tommy and Kathy learn that deferrals aren't real. And Tommy uh-huh. puts his hand against this fence. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he looks at that. Kathy and he's like, I want a new carer. Yeah, yeah. I don't want you to see me like this. Which and...
0: I totally, it, it, mm, another thing, and this is why, this is why I'm like kind of coming hot off the pages mad at Kathy is because there are so many obvious things like this where she's so mad at him every time, like when she gets, like you said, like some of the times when you see her upset is when Tommy tells her, you don't get it because you're not a donor. And when he kind of distances because of that, and that's when she gets upset in my mind, like this is like common. How can she not get that? How can she not understand that you don't want someone that you care about to watch you wither away and and crap yourself and turn into this? Like maybe that's just two entirely different people, but I'm in the same boat, man. Like I don't when I'm in that state. You can call me and stuff. I don't want people to see me like that.
1: Okay. So that's, here's the thing though. That's love. That's the, f- that's the, or worse of for better or worse. That's. Yeah. If I, I think I would be heartbroken if I were in a loving relationship and the person who I loved turned to me and said, you know what? I want to die alone. Like, Uh, I I want I want us to not have these days anymore. We have precious few days left, but I want to cut them short because dignity. Yeah. And I I mean, I get that. I get where he's coming from, but I also very much understand where Kathy is Mm. of, you know what? I don't care how much of you is there. I want as much of you that there is as long as I can have it, because I know that you're going to die. Yeah. I'm going to outlive you. And I mean, she lets him go. She she lets him make that choice. She does it. but yeah.
0: I guess I just I see Tommy's side of it in my mind. That was like a much stronger. I'm like no, like uh, obviously, like no, Tommy. Like y- you had this time, but like it's reaching the part where it's. I don't know. I get it. I totally get Tommy's side. I
1: I I do
0: I, understand where Kathy's coming from, and I understand why she'd be a little bit mad. But like. For it to feel, like, super personal and, like, it's somehow about you, like, this is the least about, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Because, yeah, he's not really thinking about her, but shouldn't he kind of be thinking about her?
1: I think he is. I think he's thinking, I don't want to be weak in front of this person. And I don't want, like, dying is going to be that much harder if I can look the person who I love in the eye as I do it. Yeah.
0: And... I don't know. I just tend to agree with that so hard that I'm like, yeah, obviously that's like, that's exactly what I would do in his position. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I I get it. I just, I, I don't think that, Kathy's position. Like, she, I mean, if we're going to take issue with the fact that Kathy, Kathy is incredibly emotionally attached to Tommy <laughs> as his carer, yeah, yeah, yeah. then we also have to engage with the fact that she became the carer of the man who she loves. Yeah. And, and I, that is a really bent, like, ethically bent choice. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Because it's about the only way within the system that she can spend any time with him. Yeah. But, that's really messy <laughs> and
0: it's definitely a conflict of interest and uh,
1: and you would hope that i mean she has she's in a position of power and you would hope that that's 100% consensual but there are parts of this part that i was reading i was like mm, you need to use your words before you do that cuz you're in a position of power over this yep, fellow yep. and that could be sexual harassment because of that, uh, uh, uh. and I don't think it is. I think he's. I think he's on board with her. But... Oh
0: yeah, yeah. He's clearly he's wild about her. He but, loves her. He wants to be around her.
1: But she uses her power as well, and that's that's it's morally gray. <laughs> I think we would be remiss not to talk about the last scene, which is. Oh yeah, Tommy. Yeah asks for a new carer and yeah. Kathy backs out and then she learns through the grapevine that he completed. Which, she wasn't there. Yeah. And she goes on a drive to Norfolk and she stops and she sees all of this trash caught in a fence. Mm-hmm. And she imagines that that's all of her lost things. And she imagines Tommy waving to her from a distance. And yeah.
0: <sighs> that was a t- very touching
1: yeah, it's it's very I don't know. It's it's it, it brings you back to the title of the book that never let me go and she's mm-hmm. she's still not letting him go. I mean, she's and then and then that the last line which the first time I read this I didn't quite get mm. the like really that's where it ends. It just felt very like <laughs> okay. <laughs> After Having all this the- grand storytelling and confusing back and forth and all this and then suddenly just it's over. Went where I was supposed to go. But that's that's the thesis of the book is is here's Kathy. She did what she was supposed to do.
0: Yep. Right until the end, even knowing
1: even heartbroken. Even in the place where she somewhere in her soul hopes to recover her lost things. She did what she was supposed to do. Yeah. She could have driven away at any point. Yep. Any point.
0: And that's, was it, I think we talked about this the first time you were talking about fences of the fence in your mind and how you tie the elephant up with the small rope when it's a baby Mm -hmm. and it can't break it and that same rope will always work because, and I don't know if that's hyperbole or not, um, or if that's just a, a made up metaphor for convenience, but it still stands. It still stands to the last sentence. She went where she's supposed to go, even though she could she could leave. Nothing stopping her. It wouldn't be easy, you know.
1: But you it would can... be a hard life. She would probably forever be on the run. Yep. And she's not overwhelmingly savvy. And so yeah. I'm not convinced that she would be able to get very far.
0: She'd probably end up being a sex worker. I mean...
1: I mean she could probably get a job in a coffee shop or something. yeah, yeah, just migrate to France.
0: i just I just wonder about like IDs and stuff like that.
1: yeah, that that's the part that like yeah she, how, she... how do you get across a border? but yeah. I wonder how many refugees there are. like mm. maybe maybe there are all sorts of people who do escape and yeah
0: and so I guess do you think casual will write anything else in this universe? No okay this is i
1: think he's i think he's answered that question actually is there more and and that that was in that same interview of you know i wasn't interested in someone escaping i was interested in the people who let themselves be cogs
0: is there any notable fan fiction that you know of
1: not that i know of although i haven't looked
0: hmm listeners at uh, Wordstroke on Twitter,
1: <laughs> you don't want to solicit fan fiction. <laughs> that seems unwise. Mm. <laughs>
0: I think I do. I think I
1: do. <laughs> Send it to Clark <laughs>
0: <laughs> at Clark Hodges. Um, so the wh- last scene. Yeah, we uh,
1: one. One thing that I did yeah. um, last night and. It might be in, incomplete. You can feel free to put this in the show notes because I made it public. Hmm. I made a map of all the locations in the third part just because I was curious. I don't understand the geography of the UK. Okay. And so I put a little link in our show notes ah, there. Ah, there it is. Yep. And you can see all of the places that Cathy drives, which is pretty much all in England.
0: Whoa. Okay. It, wow.
1: There's, there's, right. I, I think it I think the boat is in... Wales, New Wales, and I kind of guessed at where so she, Kingsfield is because it, there are a lot of places called Kingsfield in the UK, and <laughs> um, huh. and I was trying to figure out, well, where would there be a a summer camp type place mm-hmm. at, that would be near New Wales? Um, so, but everything else is like probably uh,
0: by that national park. Then
1: Ruth is in Dover, and um found Norfolk, which I didn't realize was on the East Coast. I thought it was on the West Coast. Oh, I thought um, they talked about that. And Little Hampton is, is way down south on the English Channel. Hmm. And so that, that was just sort of interesting if you're curious at all about... Because there's a lot of driving. And I was trying to imagine, like, where is Kathy going when she drives to Little Hampton to spy on Madame mm-hmm. and to find Madame? How many times does she do this? And how far away is she driving? How many hours of her life is she just driving from Hmm. place to place to take care of these people and i was kind of trying to get a sense of that sprawl and the uk isn't huge but yeah how big is england
0: compared to montana
1: um montana's about the size of germany i think they're about oh
0: so it's smaller than montana
1: Oh, significantly. Okay. Um, I, I think uh, the the UK, not the British Isles, just think, so. Mm, okay. The UK, I think it is a fifth the size of Montana. Wow. So it's 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 like an eight. That's so cute. It's like an eight-hour drive from London to Edinburgh. Like it's Aww, tall. Eight-hour drive. That's
0: cute. Okay. Yeah. But
1: Huh. Yeah, it's it's a four-hour train ride from London to Edinburgh. Like, it, it's not... Neat. It's not a very big country.
0: Huh. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, that will be in our show notes, this but little location map.
1: Maybe that was Scotland. That might have just been Scotland. Because <laughs> now I'm looking at Germany, and that looks comparable in size. That's all right. That's but all right. That's okay. Anyway, it's, yeah, compared to, like, the U.S., like, it's tiny. Yeah. Um. Don't but,
0: add us about geography. We're, we're all gonna look it up after this. We'll figure it out. I
1: but yeah, I did make a map. So if you want to put that in a place that people can mm. find it, if they're curious, you're welcome to. Yeah, it um, looks like
0: she went way out of her way though.
1: Oh, Kathy. Yeah, Kathy. I was like, I it was not that big of a deal, Clark. <laughs> it's, like,
0: it's fine. It's it's all there. <laughs> Type in the name of the city.
1: Yeah, you uh, guess a little bit about <laughs> Kingsfield, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, the last scene, I, I I feel like there is more to say about it just because it, it puts a bow on everything in a very tidy way, the garbage in the fences <laughs> and the and the wind in the fences and how past the fences a field that's I had a very clear vision of exactly what that looks like.
1: It was like an urban pastoral mm-hmm. view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to me. Like uh, most of it is a really beautiful picture. And then the fact that it's garbage caught in the fence is is just really it, it, it taints it a little bit. But it's also like she chooses to see this not super well taken care of area, even as like this is like the things that I've lost are the garbage of the world.
0: Yeah. Yeah pretty much (laughs) it's all dust in the wind. They don't care about your art. They don't care about anything. Okay. Well, do you want to talk about favorite quotes or yes? Okay. I do. I know there's so much more to say about this and that's why we have social media channels. and, And this is why we still have one more episode. where We talk about the movie.
1: We get to talk. We get to talk about the movie, which is on Netflix. It's Yay. on Netflix right now at this time.
0: I don't have to pay rent to rent it. Yay. Yay. I don't have to
1: figure out how to get it to you after I've watched it. <laughs> Yay.
0: Okay. So you have more quotes. I'm I'm
1: going to do two. Okay. I'll um, let you
0: I'll let you open up then.
1: Okay, good because my first one is going to be a good opener. Yay. You're going to like it. I can tell already. Yay. My first favorite quote is on page 233. Good page. Mhm. And it's um Let's see. It's it's when Ruth is telling Tommy and Kathy like like you got it you got to go see if deferrals like if you can get a deferral because Mm -hmm, clearly mm -hmm. it's been you two from the beginning and i've been a problem and like and kathy's over there saying Nah, no like it's of course we're not going to do that and then ruth turns to tommy and she's like here's the number here's the information when she comes around you're gonna be equipped and you're gonna do the thing
0: okay that was kind of cool and and
1: and she hands this piece of paper to tommy and then we get this tommy reached forward between the seats and took the paper Thanks, Ruth, he said, (laughs) like she'd given him a chocolate bar.
0: (laughs) That's a very good (laughs)
1: point. Then after a few seconds, he said, what is it? I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) just just dopey Tommy. And I just love, like, like she'd given him a chocolate bar. (laughs) Thanks. That's great. (laughs) Thanks, Ruth. That's kind of how I felt
0: after. There was a scene where, I think it was, like, the last scene that she saw Tommy, where they, like he got into a car and and like they had kind of their like goodbye and he got in the car and then he like waved goodbye mm
1: mm-hmm.
0: and i'm like what <laughs> like he, i can just imagine him just kind of like the limp wristed waving right up and down like a like a little bird flapping on your hand like bye and i it's mean it's just like And and so I when I when she pictured him in the field waving, I'm just like, Oh, it's little Tommy doing like a super exaggerated like, Hey, hi. Super enthusiastic wave. Hey, I'm Tommy, like, hey. And I'm just like, it kind of ruined the image of this stoic figure walking across a field when he's just like waving like a doofus. It's so funny.
1: And that's so funny because that scene I didn't imagine like a manic wave. Like I I come from a family of (laughs) wavers. My <laughs> Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> Episode title, sure. Okay.
1: My mom comes outside of her house every time anybody leaves and waves goodbye. Oh uh, my me nuts. My, my grandma used to like go into her her like uh sit in her window seat and wave. When people would leave her house. And so my, my mom got it from my grandma. And now I kind of do it too, because I've just grown up in it. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, I'm just really used to that. And so I, I don't know. I didn't really see it as kind of a doofus thing. I saw it as kind of a like, my mom does it because she wants to make sure people get off safe. Like, they, they, they go yeah. along on their way safely. And they, yeah. like, i I'd like, she wants every moment that she can get.
0: Yeah. I'm such a jerk, man. My parents do the same thing. <laughs> like, whenever I would like visit Missoula back when, or when I would visit Billings back when I was only home every like f- six months, and like they would like essentially like follow me out to my car and then like wave goodbye in the driveway. And being the jerk that I am, I would I would wave back. I played along, and I'll probably I'll probably do it to people in the future too. <laughs> Whatever, it's a cute it's social. It's a cute little social convention. But I'm always in my head, and I'm like, how many times do I need to say goodbye? Goodbye to you people. Like I've, I've spent the last half an hour saying goodbye. Just like, let me leave. Like, let me like, it's like when you're trying to leave and you just had, all right, well, goodbye, 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 goodbye. No, you hang up first. Goodbye, goodbye. And then they're like, are physically saying goodbye to you to the last second. I'm just like, geez, calm down. I think you
1: need to be better about just like extracting yourself faster because then the wave would probably be less frustrating if you could just like, well, we're done. Five minutes later, you're if, in the car. If
0: there was a magical way to leave my parents' house, <laughs> if there was a way to do it, trust me.
1: <laughs> you would I'd have found it by now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and nowadays I, I come and go as I please and it's fine. But like when I was only home every now and then, and you know, I played along because they're lovely people. Who does it hurt to wave goodbye? It's sweet. It's a nice thing to do. <sighs> utterly pointless. It's, it's <laughs> Utterly pointless. Let me leave the house. It's, it's fine. Uh, I'm not dying. You're just I'm not...
1: devoid of sem- sentiment over here. <laughs> mm, anyway.
0: So my favorite quote, I will need your book, please. <laughs> Mine is <laughs> all the way upstairs. Way, way 17 steps Cat, away. go get it. seriously (laughs) if this cat was good for anything Uh, 258 is my favorite quote favorite in the sense of I'm like this is probably the most telling quote about the characters in this chapter so let's see Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so they're talking to Madam what is this Emily at this point Mhm. Right.
1: I think it's Miss Emily. Miss yeah. Emily,
0: not Madam. I don't know if she ever took a lover. So yeah, she did.
1: She took Madam. <laughs> like,
0: Wait. What? I
1: I totally read that the two of them were lovers. What? Miss Emily and Madam. Whoa. Marie Claude. Really? Whatever. Yeah.
0: Oh. Wow.
1: I also thought that Madam was blind. So who knows, <laughs> man. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I did not see really any hint of that, but...
1: She kept calling her dear and darling and mm. stuff like that. She just didn't seem like an overly sentimental woman, so...
0: Yeah, she's terrible. <laughs> but um, she's talking about them and shattering the reality of the uh, um, the kids not being able to get deferrals and all this. And she's talking, I think, about Miss Lucy. I could be wrong. Um, but she goes on to say... Uh, but for the two of you, I can see this doesn't apply. You're serious. You've thought carefully. You've hoped carefully. For students like you, I do feel regret. It gives me no pleasure at all to disappoint you. But there it is. You've hoped carefully.
1: Yeah, I really liked mm. that phrasing. I really, I, I identify with that.
0: She thinks, th- that in my mind, she 100% thinks they have souls. Mm-hmm. Things without souls don't hope. My, my cat hopes for treats and she has some variant of a soul
1: but (laughs) it's (laughs) debatable
0: it might be a dark core but still some type of soul still yeah but in my mind that was very telling of like oh you really do think these people are complete human beings and that doesn't necessarily make you Better. If anything, that kind of makes this worse. <laughs> like, nope, no, no. You, you, you fully realize they're humans, and yet still.
1: At the end of the day, she believes in the system. Yep. She believes yep. you. You exist for a very important purpose. Yep. I hope that the life that you have before you actually fulfill that purpose is mm-hmm. fulfilling. Yeah. But.
0: But she's not throwing Molotov I, cocktails. I through.
1: believe in the system. Yeah. That's. <sighs> <sighs> Can I do my other favorite Yeah, quote?
0: please. I'd love that. Are you going to end on a happy note? I
1: um, don't oh, know. So it, it's when uh, Kathy is talking about how she wished that Ruth could know that she couldn't so easily fix what she'd broken between mm-hmm. Tommy and Kathy and mm-hmm. what she'd ruined for them for so much of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she she goes on to say that like it's not really – vengeance and i don't really want to rub her nose in it although i definitely don't trust that i think that there's a part of her that wants to be like see ruth like you did a terrible (laughs) thing yeah i I think she wants to rub her nose in it a little bit but i do buy that that's not all and what I, i i love this that she follows up is when i say i wish she'd found out the whole score It's more because I feel sad at the idea of her finishing up different from me and Tommy. Mm -hmm. The way it is, it's like there's a line with us on one side and Ruth on the other. And when all's said and done, I feel sad about that. And I think she would too if she could see it.
0: Yeah. That was a very concise way for her to put a lot of complicated things. I like that line too. Yeah, that's good. Because I read it and I'm like, yeah, yep there is very clearly a line you kidding me
1: well and that's yeah that's one of those beautiful lines and, and evidence of the thing that this story does best which is yes it's cast in a really dark desolate world with mm-hmm. this really messed up system in it and that's the mode of telling the story but the actual story that matters is this this love story between Kathy and Tommy and Ruth and mm. love both romantic and friendly. And that that like trinity that we see and we follow throughout this whole story, like that's what matters in the end. And Kathy is able to look at that and say, you know, one of us died early. Yeah. And it feels wrong that we've continued to grow and change and learn things and understand things that are vital to our existence. Yeah. And she's she's missing and it's complicated. Like it's so complicated. but she's not necessarily missed, but she's missing, yeah. and and that that's such a real experience. Like that's when you lose a friend or you lose someone that's that close to you, like that that story echoes outside of this world. And, yeah. and that that's what makes this book reading, is lines like that and insights like that.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Hmm.
1: I do love this book. Yeah? Was it worth it? Uh, yeah. You know, what did it cost
0: me? Not that much. It didn't take... It's not a hard read. I didn't spend a ton of time. Um, it got some good conversation out. I feel like... Uh, I... I'm glad that we talked before I got to think about it too much because I could just kind of think out loud and kind of just work through the process live.
1: <laughs> I think you would have stewed some things too and come a lot more resentful if you'd done some thinking on your own. <laughs>
0: yes and no. Yes and no. I, I ultimately want to believe in people and want to give people the benefit of the doubt, but that's a process. Mm-hmm. And And... I need to be upset for my re- – and I don't need to, but like I – it's definitely not my very first instinct to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. That is something that needs to be willful, and that is something I need to think about, and it is hard, and it is exhausting, and it's – um, and it usually pays off. And I think in this instance, the more I think about it and the more I, I try and understand people's viewpoints, I think it will continue – to pay off and I so I think this book is good despite itself I really do (laughs) I think it could be written so much better so much better and it's not even like yeah but this is written to convey how someone thinks (laughs) okay then at least make it Spread out the reveals, spread out some things and give us time to kind of, to, to really, I don't know, like, (laughs) don't just tell me boring stories about interactions with people for like nine tenths of it and then get really interesting and have this information dump and a completely different tone change at the end. Don't do that. Don't do that. Spread out the interesting stuff. Give us more clues and teasers and and all that instead of just like kind of out of nowhere just being like, oh yeah, we're clones. It's like, what? This isn't, how how is this compelling storytelling when it's just like a whole bunch of random stories and then someone randomly mentions that they're clones? It's like,
1: no, no. I I think we have a fundamental disagreement of what mm. this story actually is.
0: I think so. I think I'm trying to read it like one reads normal books, expecting a, a clear.
1: No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, mm. don't put words in my mouth. Mm, okay. I I think that you see this as a sci- as a sci-fi book. Yeah. And I see it as a relational book.
0: Well, good. The best sci-fi books. The
1: best ones are. are but I don't see that I, I don't see this as a sci-fi. I I just there are parts of it, but like you're way more interested in the system. Yeah. And that's what you think the story should be. And I think that the system is a way that he is telling these friendships and relationships. And so the friendships and the relationships are the important part. I don't think it's nine tenths of useless stories. Mm. I think those stories are telling you they're they're showing you your own relationships. Yeah. In a new light.
0: But, but the relationships would have significantly less meaning, if we didn't. F-
1: I'm not, I'm not saying that the how the, it ended. I'm not saying that the system is pointless. Like it is absolutely vital to the story. Yeah. But, that's like it isn't. I wouldn't say that it's a story about people who are raised to be organ donors. I would say it's a story about three friends who, and and like, their really incredibly difficult journey. Yeah, and like, it they're the point, not the system. Is from where I'm standing.
0: I think the most interesting part and the part that we spend so much time talking about is like, whoa, what does this mean? What is what could they be like? The fact that so much of the discussion is about like, wait, no, there's more to this, right? There's more to this, right? Yeah. How much of that was you, though? <laughs> like, but wait, there's more to this, right? Well, but I think that's exactly it of like, well, that's exactly if I can read the whole thing and be like, OK, OK, this is going somewhere. OK, it's going somewhere. It's, and like, if that's my main instinct for most of the book, that like this, is, this is going somewhere. Yeah, so I think you're right. It's a fundamentally it's, different approach to the book.
1: Like the thesis of the book is different in our eyes, which is I fine. Think, I don't. I, I'm. I'm not if, quibbling with what you, you think is the most interesting or important part of the book. But I think if it's just a book about relationships, then take
0: all this clone stuff out. <laughs> you're such a utilitarian. No, but that's if, if <laughs> that's, that's so. So how? How would this story be any different when it comes to the relational stuff if it wasn't just they went to a these kids went to school together and all of them or two of them got cancer and the other one went on to be a nurse? Like substitute cloning organ donation with cancer and you could have the exact same story. You really could. You really could. Yeah. They're no, from, I'm not. I'm so not like, disagreeing with you. Why make it about this clone societal? Because if you're going to do it, then do it right. And write it like a sci-fi book where you actually expand on the system and you make it compelling and interesting in a universe. If you're going to make it about weird cloning stuff, then make it about weird cloning stuff. Don't just use that as a plot device to tell a romantic. No. Like, choose a lane. <laughs> like, is this good? Like... <laughs> pick a lane is this about relationships or is this about sci-fi stuff you don't get to just dip from like oh oh but i'm teasing you oh oh this is really about something else oh and then like the payoff is just like yeah but i don't really want to talk about it yeah it's about something else but eh, yeah i'll give you some like i'll puke out some exposition but like that's all you get like no no pick one like great great relationship book Cool, make it about people with cancer that went to school together and there's not some weird, dark secret. That would be just as interesting of a book relationally. It's the fact that there are clones in this darker system that's teased at, that's why people stick around to the end. That's it. People don't people don't want to know well did she end up with tommy they're not oh, going to wade through this much stuff I to figure out if she ended up i absolutely
1: would have waited around for that really that was what i cared about you would have waited through all this i was strange sitting there hanging on to my ship being like are they going to figure it out of course she ends up with tommy of course duh i have read too many books <laughs> like, where they don't end up together relational books but not sci-fi books <laughs> this isn't a sci-fi oh my uh. gosh <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, no. There was never a doubt in my mind that she was going to end up with Tommy. Of course she was going to end up with Tommy. Why give him such... Like, if if it hadn't paid up and she hadn't ended up with Tommy, I'd be like, this is the most pointless book ever. She <laughs> didn't even end up with Tommy. What's the point? We just look to it. it it's like, always, because it's always sunny in Philadelphia. The, You're just the, watching terrible people do terrible things for the whole thing.
1: The, the If that were the case, the <sighs> point is examining unrequited love, which is what most of this book is
0: it'd be a really poor story if that was the whole point of oh my it.
1: gosh but it's so universal how many times do people experience unrequited love and it never pays off like that is a yeah. universal story and totally worth telling but to tell it from That's like not a
0: boring character who it's... barely feels anything oh,
1: you're back on the <laughs> boring
0: <laughs> we're getting way off track here so before i listen i just have some sort of
1: like before i rip his heads off yeah <laughs>
0: And and I've edited it down, trust me. Oh, good. We're, we're going to get off this. <laughs> we're, getting <so> <laughs> we're getting sassy. We're getting sassy. We're going to keep arguing off the air. So if you guys want to get in on this and if you want to like.
1: I'd love to hear if you guys think, is it a sci-fi book? Uh-huh. Is it, is the point of the story, the relationships, what, what was it worth it? Mm-hmm. Was the story told well? Do you agree with us that, like, f- for me, I think yeah. the last part of it was the worst written part, and for Clark, everything leading up to it No, 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 no. I think it the was... The last part was the most interesting part, and it was presented really poorly?
0: Yes, absolutely. Okay. And maybe not most interesting, but certainly, like, it all led up to that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was a climax, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah. So, yeah, dis- despite we clearly have many disagreements <laughs> but i think i don't know if i actually answered this question was it worth it yeah i like talking about this stuff with you i like reading these books it's great it's fun I as, like talking as my about
1: blood it. pressure rises over our debate no, yeah it was worth it
0: it's fine <laughs> whatever whatever you know it's great i like i like doing this it's I, fun
1: i was glad for another chance to read it and I, yeah. I think that uh the experience was very different on a second read and yeah. so i'm i'm glad that I had a reason to do that and I had someone to read it with because the first time I read this Mm -hmm. no one I knew had read it and I just had this like thing in my mind (sighs) and it was such a like crazy ride that I'd gone on over like three days and like I couldn't talk to anyone about it because I Mm -hmm. was terrified I was going to spoil something and then like totally ruin the journey for people
0: yeah though, (sighs) I mean when it comes to spoilers I, I do remember finishing the book and reading through it and reading through all the the d- information dump and honestly one of my first thoughts is like great now i can actually go read the book now i can read the book because i read the book like great now i have the information i need to actually read this and and that's okay i i you know the first time i watched the most recent star wars i mean i There were all sorts of things. I had a very hard time watching it because I couldn't turn off that part of my brain that's like, where is this going? Where is this going? What is the point of this? Why is this scene here? Are you
1: talking about The Last Jedi? Yeah. You've seen it twice?
0: No, but I need to.
1: Oh, you said the first time and I was like- yeah. Hold up. Yeah. No, no, no.
0: Still the first, the only time I saw it, I, I couldn't really enjoy it because I was just thinking all of these thoughts about like, well, what's, what's going on here? Where's this going? What's the point of this? And then to kind of find out towards the end, minor spoiler alert, very minor. Don't worry about it. If you haven't seen it, a lot of the movie is about failure and not necessarily getting what you want and not necessarily doing things right. And, now that i and so i kind of got to the end of star wars and i thought about it and i'm like oh okay now i can go watch the movie again and that's exactly it that's how i approach a lot of things i i like to run in fast i like to to just data dump and get as much information and context as i can and just uh, and then i can kind of take a step back and be like all right knowing what i know let's go let's go let's go through this but like that's my personality. That's how I like to read books. That's how I like to play video games. The very first time I do a boss battle, I just run in there and I just start hitting all the things and doing all the things and I die a whole bunch of times and through that process I'm like, "Okay. Now knowing everything that can go wrong, let's go through and do it right and 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 do it that way."
1: I'll be interested to see if you ever do read it again and if you do if that works. Yeah. If, if you do actually think, no, I enjoyed it better the second time because I knew more of what was going on. I think I I'll know. need a
0: little bit of time away from it. But
1: Yeah, I don't. That, yeah. I wouldn't touch it again for a while. I didn't yeah. touch it again for a while. But anyway, okay. um, so we would love to hear from you guys. <laughs> yes. We have lots of thoughts, and <laughs> I suspect many of you do as well. So um, <sighs> go ahead and tweet at me, at Alyssa Small, or at Clark, at Clark Hodges. That's me. Or at Pod. Or find us on Instagram, mm-hmm. at wordstruckpod, or send us a lengthy ranty email, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at wordstruckpodcast at wordstruckpodcast.gmail.com.
0: We'll read the whole thing.
1: Yeah. Heck, oh my you, gosh. C- you I... could
0: even, if you wanted to leave like a big opinion and a whole thing in the form of an iTunes review, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> That'd be a crazy thing for you to do, right?
1: It's, I Yeah, I just want to hear... <laughs> if i'm alone or if or if clark has like legions of people behind him with pitchforks being like there are problems with this book like i want to i want to hear like and did i did i make a good call for for our listeners did did you guys enjoy yeah going on this journey with us because we definitely tried a different thing and
0: i I anticipate you did a great job i I think (laughs) i think you handled this whole thing very very well you've been a great sport i think it's nice um Let's do it again sometime. Yeah. How about uh, next week? <laughs> next week, where we'll be talking about the movie. Yeah. Never Let Me Go. Is it the same name?
1: Yes. Never Let Me Go with Carrie Mulligan mm-hmm. and Kira Knightley Ooh. and Andrew Garfield.
0: Whoa.
1: It's a freaking awesome cast. I am so excited.
0: And General Hux is in it too?
1: General Hux. Donald Leeson is in it.
0: <laughs> That's great. Well, hey, I'm not going to say I'm looking forward to it, but I'm looking forward to talking about it next week. Well... Next episode. <laughs> Next episode. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.